evening, ladies. How's hello. Hello. I've missed y'all. It's been it's been two weeks. I know. Two <laughs> two weeks too long. My goodness gracious. I'm gonna have to get used to this. That's in a song, mm-hmm. right? Two weeks since you looked at me. Yes. Oh, is it? It is. Okay. It is. Absolutely. My singing uh, voice has gone down over the years. Friends have oh told me. Same, same. I I had a good voice when I was a kid, but I had to tell some, I was trying to tell someone about some specific song the other day and they were like, I cannot think of what that sounds like. And I had to like sing it for a second. And I was like, I, f- I want to die. <laughs> um, I want to be put to death right now. That quite literally happened to me the other day too. And, but when I sang it, they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, of course, you know? No, it was all for nothing. I was like, let's get somebody else over here. We'll sing it. You'll, you'll figure it out. Uh, God, no. I well, know. I got something that'll make you feel better about your oh. singing voice. What? We got a new patron. <gasps> Woo! Oh, that yeah. does make me feel better about it. Welcome, Rachel. <gasps> Rachel? Hello. Yes. Rachel's on my ankle. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A little what? high on the ankle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right before mm-hmm. the calf, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. The strong yeah. part. The str- that is your strong part. Yeah. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It looks strong. Yeah. Well, we are very excited that Rachel has joined us as a patron. Um, oh, what an angel. Also an, an Austin gal. So oh, we love that it. too. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Very Let's hang out. Stuff. I, right? I'm like, so <laughs> when are we meeting up to talk about spooky stuff? Let me know. Um, in other exciting news, we have a lot of new merch. Very cute. It has been flying off the shelves, let Ooh. me tell you. Um, I'm very excited. Very excited? I can't even Excited? Talk. There's some new uh, tote bags, tees, hoodies, which people have been requesting. Um, and they're looking pretty, pretty slick. So OMG. Check, check it out. Yeah, I got a tote bag that says, tell me a ghost story. And it is ultra cute. One of my favorite sayings, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Meet I... somebody new. Tell me a ghost story. And I had to have it for our trip next month. Now we still haven't spilled the beans and we're still holding the beans in. But I, <laughs> I'm i going to look real cute with that tote bag. I can already tell you. And just based on where we're going, I hope people come up and tell me ghost stories. Same. I hope Absolutely. <laughs> That's a hint. That's a, a hint, hint, y'all. It's a clue. A clue. (laughs) Yes, but if you're a patron, you already know what's up. If you want to become a patron, you you too will then know what's up. Facts and figures. Mm -hmm. Facts and figures. (sighs) Yes, but I I wrote a note for myself because the last time we met up, I briefly said something about astral projection. And I said I'd come back to it. It's really not that exciting, but... We've, we've got a little time today. So I thought, I'll just tell y'all what, what happened. So one night I was very deep in sleep, right? And all of this sudden, it was like I was in, it looked almost like rolling hills, but everything was gray for some reason and really bizarre looking. And I could feel like, I was aware of what was going on and I felt really scared because I kept felt stuck. 
And so I was trying to wake up and pull myself out of it. And I had to like fight to pull myself out of whatever this place was that I was in. And as I woke up, it honestly felt like I was like, it felt like I was like sucked out of that place. Like I could physically feel it happen to me. And it felt like I landed back in my bed. What? And so when I talked to my mentor about it, I was like, this is what happened. Tell me what you think is happening. Because in my head, I was like, I believe this was astral projection. And she, I didn't tell her that though, but she was like, you are absolutely astral projecting and you didn't let yourself like, get into it so you couldn't like see things clearly Hmm. um but she gave me tips for like the next time it happens to just try and like tell myself to sit up in Uh in wherever I am oh my god you're Um, gonna like walk through the world yeah so come visit me (laughs) I'll, I'll see where I get but yeah I don't know what these rolling hills were but honestly I just felt I got scared because I knew I was some, I was physically somewhere else, which is what freaked me out. And I was like, I've got to get out of here. (laughs) So I panicked, but very creepy. I'm excited for you. I will. I can't wait till you explore. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what's in there. I want to know. Also, I want to know, Kylie, you went to that haunted estate when you were, in LA and I want to hear about that too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I went to LA to attend a wedding and it was at the Paramore estate up in the Silver Lake Hills. Um, and it was gorgeous. And let me see if I can give you a little, uh, a little history on the joint here. I do know that they filmed part of Scream 3 there. Yeah. We all know the Scream franchise is like my favorite, favorite movie franchise, but it's pretty exciting to me. My prerogative, the Britney Spears music video, she crashes a car into the pool. This is that pool. Uh, Free Britney, honey. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's also been used for numerous of other, numerous of other... (laughs) numerous yep. other films um and shows um and it was private i mean it, it technically is still private um but now you're able to um use it as a venue until it is sold again it is for sale if anyone's interested in buying uh, i think in, i could an 18,000 square foot mansion oh yes i can definitely in silver swing that and you yes, got that there's it is Y'all, it is so. It was so beautiful. There was there's this giant rose garden. Um, there is like a grand ballroom where everyone danced, and there's like a hand painted ceiling, like as if we were in Italy, just hanging out. There was <laughs> casual. Like, yeah, there was like a little saloon, like a little bar area. Dante's knocking stuff off the table. <laughs> oh my god, Don! He wants to be there. He does. He does. So, um, the why? The pool is framed with like antique marble and um, it's just there's so much beautiful artwork in inside as well, like floor to ceiling artwork. It's just very lavish, so exquisite, so beautiful. Um, I can actually all we can upload some some videos to the stories. You can maybe add it as like a highlight if you guys are interested, if you'd like to see what it looks like inside. Um, 
trying to think. Oh, yeah, but it's supposedly haunted. It's older than 100 years old. Um, and many, like, golden age Hollywood people um, either attended events there or were filmed there. I think um, just the collection of art and the antiques there, it's like the monetary value of this place is insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt like I was in a museum, but I wasn't. There was no one telling me not to look at things and touch things. (laughs) Yeah, the, the videos were crazy. And then I looked at more photos and I was just thinking about like all of those objects and artwork and things were sourced from different places. Like mm-hmm. there's got to be so much object attachment exactly. going on there. Yep. Uh-huh. There were even like deco Chinese carpets and like bohemian, you know, quote unquote bohemian um, style rooms. And then there were also there was a big influence. Oh, Dante, <laughs> he's pulling my headphones off. <laughs> from the Mediterranean. He is really he is going like, crazy you didn't tonight. take me on this vacation. Exactly. I'm pissed off. Stop talking about it. Exactly. <laughs> Antique crystal chandeliers, carved wooden doors that were huge from Europe. Oh, um, yeah. There's, just, got, there's, I'm sure there's so many yeah. heap spirits lots of, attached. Lots of taxidermy, too. And there were also the previous owner um dana hollister she had like an urn collection i don't know if there were things inside, but oh you know just knowing that those were there yeah i bet some of those uh wedding guests weren't really wedding guests oh they just came for the party yeah all right all right sorry trying to get dante off the table here by coercing him off with treats (laughs) that's a good idea Oh, go on. <laughs> Goodbye, Dante. Okay. But yeah, that's uh, that's it about the Paramore Estate. <laughs> All right. Well, she's big. She's spooky. Maybe we'll learn more about her one day. Maybe we can look further into whatever's going on there. But uh, we got we got a, a fun app. I'm excited to to head outside of the United States. I don't know what that accent was because that has nothing to do with where we're going. Um, but we're heading to Australia today. Down under. Down under. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Same. Always. Same, same. Well, Who are we? we dive in, we're the oh. Golden Ghouls. Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Well, I can kick us off. Speaking of like object attachment and whatnot, this place definitely became haunted because of the things that used to be in it and some still are. So I'm excited to share this one with y'all. But this is the National Film and Sound Archive in Canberra. Love it. Yes. Which, you know, hot spot. So this spot is um, an archive for Australia's audiovisual, all things audiovisual. So um, they develop, preserve, maintain, promote, and provide access to a national collection of film, television, sound, radio, video games, new media, and related documents and artifacts. So, cool. yes, it is 
vast and their collection is vast. Um, the collection ranges from works created in the late 19th century when the recorded sound and film industries were in their infancy to pieces that were made in the present day. So they've got it all. Their collection first started as the National Historical Film and Speaking Record Library in 1935. So they've been at this for a hot minute, um, but became an independent cultural organization in 1984. And then on October 3rd of that year, the prime minister at the time, Bob Hawke, officially opened their headquarters in Canberra. Hmm. So the building, though, that they moved into was formerly the home of the Australian Institute of Anatomy from 1931 to 1984. And it used to hold the anatomy collection of Sir Colin McKenzie. So in the collection, there were quite a few uh, notable items or... Yeah. So one of the most prized items there was the heart of the celebrated Australian racehorse Farlap. Oh, okay. Um, It also housed human skeletons. Yum. Other animal specimens. And it was the site of scientific experiments. So they had laboratories where they were doing dissections and things like that. So, Hmm. Mm mm-hmm. I hope you're going to tell us the horse haunts the place. I'm looking for his heart. uh, You know what? I hope he does. I did not find anything about him haunting it it online, but I would not be surprised. I would not. (laughs) Uh, The foyer of the building is lined with busts of famous Australians, and there are even two death masks on display there. Um, Death masks? Death masks. Yeah. have Have you ever seen a death mask? So basically, it's like a casting of, of someone's face. And what? yeah, um, in Frida Kahlo's home in Mexico City, they have her death mask like laying on her bed. And it's literally just like a casting of her face. OK, sick. Yeah. It, I mean, it's cool. Sick um, in a cool way. <laughs> yes. But old Mr. Sir Colin McKenzie, um, he was the founding director of the Institute of anatomy and upon his death in 1983 his ashes were placed behind a commemorative plaque in the foyer so i smell a haunting brewing honey Mm -hmm. i mean you're just asking for it so it's no surprise that one of the most recognized apparitions is that of Mackenzie himself people say that when they've seen him it's similar to a genie coming from a bottle in that his ghost suddenly emerges from behind the wall where his ashes remain. He's very well-dressed. He doesn't move. And just like that, as soon as he appeared, he disappears. It's almost as if he gets sucked back into the wall. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Casual, Mm -hmm. you know, the just typical ghost stuff. Um, another of the commonly reported ghost sightings is that of a little girl who was known to pop out through this vent in what oh, was an God. old theater um, and visiting school children would start laughing. And, you know, the their um, their teachers and whoever, you know, chaperones on the trip would be like, what are you guys laughing at? And they're like, it's a little girl coming That's- out of this 
scary. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I but it sounds like she's having fun. Yeah, she's yeah. Pop, she's popping up out of the vent. No, girl. Yeah, she's just having having a little. <laughs> you get back the in door. there. You get That's back in crazy. there. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I personally don't want to see her pop out of the vent, but I'm glad she's enjoying herself. <laughs> Uh, there have also been reports of poltergeist activity, particularly where those dissection laboratories used to be, which mm. no surprise there. Um, since the uh, National Film and Sound Archive moved in, those spaces are actually used as um, meeting space offices and they have two sound recording booths down there. So staff on numerous occasions have been having a meeting down there and have reported hearing unexplainable sounds coming from those recording booths when nobody is in them. Hmm. And they've even had objects hurled through the air by an unseen force. Nice. Uh Some of which were, I guess, um, like tape recordings that are stored in a way that you have to actually like forcefully pull them out. Hmm. So they're like, how are these things flying through the air? They don't know. But it's spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, A group of ghost hunters from the New South Wales South Coast. They're simply named GHOST, all caps. I was not able to find out what the acronym is, but they're out there. They're hunting ghosts. Uh, They stayed at the building overnight in 2017. And almost as soon as they subbed their equipment, things started to pop off. They lost battery power, as, you know, we know happens. Um, Their equipment was moved around unexpectedly and on its own, the whole nine yards. They actually had six different tools set up, all at full battery because they came fully prepared. And right before their eyes, they watched them all drain completely simultaneously, full battery to absolutely nothing, all of their equipment at the exact same time. And their team was there, staff from the um, archive was there, and everyone saw it and was shitting bricks, rightfully so. But yeah, they do offer one ghost tour a month, which is, it seems to be hard to get in on. I looked a few months out and they're all booked up. But if you ever happen to be there and are lucky, you might be able to snag a spot on a tour, check it out. the museum is all about their own hauntings, so they're excited to share the stories with other people and see see who else might see what they've been seeing. The, the reports are numerous. Mm. Well, yeah. I love it. I mean, there you have it. A film history museum and ghosts, like fantastic. Yeah. What more could we want? You know? Honestly, nothing. Yep. Cool, cool. Well, I have one. In Australia. Let's oh, hear it. Surprise. <laughs> Since we're there, you know. Melbourne, Australia, you guys. Did you know that it has the oldest theater in Australia? Oh. And it's I gorgeous. Did not know. We love a theater. We love a theater. It's it's the present day Princess Theater. It was Ooh. constructed back in 1886, but it wasn't called the Princess back then. It was called the Astley's Amphitheater. 
Okay. Yeah. But in 1922, they made some renovations and it became the princess. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous building, you guys. I recommend everybody go check it out. But there's one particular ghost that we got to talk about because the way he stuck around, quite literally, (laughs) is crazy, you know? So on the night of March 3rd, 1888, you guys, this guy, Frederick Frederici, that's what they called him. His real name was Frederick Baker, though. (laughs) (laughs) Must have been his stage name. Frederick (laughs) Frederici sounded better. Um, He he was performing on stage, and he had been in a bunch of operas, operettas, but he found his way to Melbourne, and he was at the Princess Theater and performing the play Faust. Has anybody ever heard of it? Because I never sounds familiar. Well, it's this play where the devil sends somebody down to, you know, take somebody's soul and bring them to hell for like an exchange of something, you know? So maybe Mm it's, you know, kind of like Bedazzled probably. You know that movie? Yeah. Remember that movie with Brendan Fraser? Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought of, but I don't know. Maybe not. Anyways, he was in Faust. And the opening night was March 1888. And Frederick Frederici was playing the role of Mistopheles. And Mistopheles is the guy that's connected to hell and the devil. So as the play was finishing, Mistopheles and Faust had to descend through this hole in the stage where it would like send them down to hell. Like that was the end of the play. Well, apparently... As Frederici went through this little trap door on the stage, he he was, I mean, audience reported that he was slumped over a little bit. He had a heart attack and he oh, died. my God. Right then and there. I even think he was dying before he fell through because they said he was slumping over. How traumatic for the people who were <laughs> there. But listen, y'all, nobody <sighs> freaking knew, dude. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. As the curtains as the curtains went down and then they had their curtain call, everybody, all the actors, actresses, stagehands all swore that Frederick Frederici went out and did his curtain call. They saw him bow. Dang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? That's what the reports say. Mhm. But no, guys, he was down in that trap door dead. Oh my god. Yeah. So what? Rip. I know. Poor Frederick. That's but in peace. The show must go on, right? That's Absolutely. what they say in the Frederick biz. Frederici stayed around. He's still <gasps> performing for us to this day at the theater. Stop it. Well, he's playing tricks, you know, mm-hmm. malfunctions of equipment. Mm-hmm. But he's also saying hi. And he's looking like a like a real classy gentleman because you'll see him in a cape and a top hat. We appreciate that. Love it. There's uh, reports that there are unexplainable balls of fluorescent lights that hover about the stage and the dress circle. And Frederick Federici is known to be seen in this dress circle sometimes sitting and watching plays. Crazy. Sketch. We love orbs. Real weird. Mysterious noises within the wings and the corridors. And... Frederick's also known to pass people within the halls. Say what up. 
<laughs> he's all <laughs> he he's known to be like a um good luck charm for plays too. So like if they okay. catch him sitting in that dress circle, like game on, this is gonna be a successful show. Good. Yeah. So I mean Frederick's a good guy. He he died a rough I mean, maybe he maybe maybe that's like what an actor, you know, you went out right for your performance. Like he was probably really given his all for that heart true, attack. True true method acting, you know. Probably. Or the devil took him out. Right? I don't Honestly. Know. Damn. Mm-hmm. I want to change my name to Frederick Frederici or maybe that. Alyssa Alyssa Ricci. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. We could all be Ricci's. Let's Emily, Emily Ricci, Kylie, Kyler Ricci. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it. All right. We're the Ricci's. Let's see if Dante stops. Dante knocking is knocking everything over. Not messing around tonight. Well, he is, but. Hey, I've already uh, texted our, our audio engineer and said, you're going to have to mute my track for most <laughs> of this <laughs> because Dante is acting a fool. I think he honestly, so I've been gone the past like week and a half ish. I was home one day between. And I have to wonder if maybe he saw some ghosts and he's just trying to tell us right now. He's just trying to record and tell us what he saw. You bitches shut up and listen (laughs) to what I have to say. There was a man in the corner of the room the whole time you were gone. Dude, that's why he's trying to shut you up. He's like, girl, you've been manifesting this energy for the last three years. Stop it right now, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, Don. The show must go on for Frederici. <laughs> so we're going to chit-chat a little bit about Monte Cristo Homestead, which is located in the town of Juni, New South Wales, and Australia. We love it. We love Junie. Australia. Mm. Juni. How cute. It's, yeah, it's a cute name. <laughs> Why so, did oh, I go Italian? <laughs> Juni. It's kind of it's kind of Frederici. <laughs> oh yes, that must have been. You know it. what we're gonna do? We're gonna hold a cat while we record. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. So Monte Cristo Homestead. It was built by Christopher William Crawley in 1885. And it is a two-story late Victorian style mansion located on a hill overlooking the entire town. So it's perfection. It's what it's what any of us would want. Truly. Man, Victorian mansion up on a hill? Yes. Dream. That's my dream. Right? So this Chris Crawley, he was actually a very wealthy and powerful founder of the town of Juni. He, his wife, children, and numerous servants all lived in... Uh, the mansion or on the around the homestead. And the Crawleys had a pretty luxurious life having all of this, this money and status. The family hosted, you know, fancy balls and dinners. They had a tennis court on the grounds and they played golf in the yards. They lived lavishly and their servants made life as easy as could be. So living the life, taking advantage of others. We love to hear it. <laughs> However, that's the spookiest part of the, part of the story, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> However, 
The rumors surrounding the Monte Cristo homestead at the time are far less lavish. Some would even say they're deadly. Oh. So according to local legends, a young female servant fell from one of the balconies to her death. And what's worse is that she was apparently pregnant at the time. No. And some believe that she was pushed over the balcony intentionally, (gasps) so murdered, to cover up the fact that she was pregnant. So who got her pregnant is my question. Well, I think we know the answer to that is usually the man of the house. We hate it. Another servant, uh, a stable boy, supposedly suffered lethal burns when his straw mattress was set on fire. It did not catch on fire. It was intentionally set. Who the heck was setting his straw mattress on fire? So I'm starting to, you know, conclude that someone evil lived at this homestead. Yes. Clearly. Mm -hmm. Now, the Crowley's youngest child, she was a toddler named Magdalena. She died as well after falling down the stairs. And some think that her servant slash nanny may have dropped her on purpose. Um, And this was after the other servant was pushed off the balcony. So some think it was an act of of revenge. That is a bold act of revenge. Yes. That baby didn't do anything. I know. Or did she? Oh, maybe she was the one lighting <laughs> shit on fire and pushing uh-huh. people over balconies. Three-year-old pyros, they exist. They do. It's like the omen. <gasps> oh, my God. Damien. Yeah. True. What if it was? Exactly. So, eventually, Chris Crowley himself, he died at the age of 69. Nice. After a <laughs> boil... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, you have to follow it up with the, oh with the word nice. He died from um, an infection on his neck. He had a boil on his neck, and it got infected, and he died. So it's delicious. So, wait, wait, what time period was this? He died from a boil? The late 1800s. Oh, damn. I, glad <laughs> I don't live then because, honestly, you're dying from a boil. Yeah. It, That's tr- rough. tragic. That's rough. But again, maybe like <laughs> maybe it was God's work, you know, that those who were helping him were like, you know what? I don't know. I Let's don't know. Help I'm not, him I'm... right into the afterlife. Exactly. I'm just <laughs> yeah. speculating. Who knows? Maybe Chris Crowley was great. He wasn't, but maybe he was. So <laughs> after his death, the locals say that his wife almost never left the house. She became a recluse and she ended up dying at the house at the age of 92. So there were so many deaths, mostly suspicious and horrible, that occurred at the Monte Cristo homestead. The Crowley family remained at the the homestead, the homestead (laughs) (laughs) until about 1948, um, and it was then abandoned and it fell into disrepair. However, according to sciencefocus.com, In 1963, Olive and Reginald Ryan purchased the rundown mansion and began to repair it and they uh wanted to repair it to live in it so they were living in it as they repaired and restructured one night um olive reginald and their kids went uh i think to the 
they went out to get some building supplies. This was after sunset. They were driving back up the driveway to the mansion and that and they saw lights shining out of the door and windows, which was weird because the house's electricity had been shut off. There was no electricity in the house. And the sun had already set, as I mentioned. So the Ryans, the parents, they they were like telling the kids to stay in the car. <laughs> and they approached the house cautiously. They assumed that maybe there were like burglars inside or, you know, something, somebody was in there. But as they approached the house, the light suddenly dimmed out. So it wasn't like they shut off as if you were flipping a light switch. Mm-hmm. They quickly dimmed out. Like a candle, if you can, or if you can like... picture, if you can picture what I'm saying, like a, it just dimmed. What to yeah. darkness? I've seen it like a la- like a lan- like a lantern, dimmed to darkness. Right, yes. like they had a lamp because yep. this was the 40s. This is 1948. Yeah, this may have. I mean, I'm sorry. This was 19 like 65 right now. Oh. So there was, and they had electricity. It was just shut off. Oh. But there was no explanation. They were. Very confused and concerned. The Ryan family continued to experience some unexplained happenings, such as hearing footsteps walking across one of the upstairs balcony. And sometimes they would see an apparition of a woman in white standing there. So what I was wondering, do you think it's the servant who was pushed over the balcony? Mm. Could be. Although maybe it, maybe it's the wife who died there. Mm-hmm. Yes, could be. be could be any number of people. Honestly, it could be. Could be anyone. Olive, uh, the wife also, Olive Ryan also mentioned feeling hands resting on her shoulders when no one was there. No, thank you. Well, give them a little rub if you're there. Yeah, right. Honestly, like, I will know. take that. Yeah. Any spirits in this house, if you want to give me a shoulder rub, go for it. Cool a spiritual it. massage. Perhaps? I welcome it. She welcomes it. You hear that? I'll even light a candle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just for us. Just- <laughs> Ooh, romance. Frederici, romance. <laughs> one night, one of the Ryan daughters went to check on the youngest son, Lawrence, in his room. But when she opened his door, she saw an elderly man in old-fashioned clothes standing at the end of Lawrence's bed. Yeah. He had a big beard, too. Years later, Lawrence mentioned that he always felt like somebody was watching him in that room. Was that someone a ghost? I don't know. If I had to guess. (laughs) So you recall me mentioning poor baby Magdalena falling down the stairs and dying. Mm. uh, Reginald Ryan said... This is a quote. The Crawleys, although upstanding citizens to the outside world, were not perhaps as kind to their own staff. Poor Magdalena could have been a victim of revenge or could have fallen on her own accord. Either way, many visitors to our house could not go into the front room due to a sense of overwhelming sadness and fear. I've seen grown men come out sobbing. Wow. So that's what Reginald Ryan has said. That's powerful stuff yeah, going on, right? There. Right. Other visitors report feeling sinister presences, hearing shouts and screams, and seeing strange orbs floating in the air. 
He houses now a museum that you can go and visit. Um, it's also an antiques showcase, and there's a souvenir shop, <laughs> and it uh, markets itself as being Australia's most haunted house. It was also on Ghost Hunters International in 2010, if you want to find and watch that episode. I have to wonder if I've seen it now. You probably have. I've watched a lot of Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International in my day. She has. So. She has. But gorgeous house, ugly history. Am I right? But sounds yes. like it. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. Yeah. Damn. They got it all going on there. Mm-hmm. Oof. Wow. Australia. Oh, what <laughs> happened to the L in that? It disappeared honestly y'all my voice i don't know if it'll ever be the same i she's been under the weather for ages now there's a lot of shit going around in texas i don't know if y'all heard no i have yeah the people are not doing too hot here and there are viruses galore not covid related just other things happening so people should still be wearing their masks. Oh, for even sure. now it's like mm-hmm. 100 degrees out. People maybe people just can stay inside with their AC unless uh. they're catching the viruses because they haven't been out enough. But I haven't caught anything. Let me knock on wood real quick. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe out there, people. Austin That's is back idea. at a stage four because so many people have been hospitalized recently. So it's messed up. I'm mm. I'm back at home for the good. foreseeable future. Good. Good. <laughs> She's got to stay, stay safe. safe. Stay vigilant stay out safe. there. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we love Australia. Australia. We too. Um, Let us know if you are have lived in Australia, have been there, if you know someone who might know any spooky stories. We'd love to hear. Yes. I also know for a fact we have Australian listeners. We want oh, to yeah. hear your stories. I knew this. Send them to us at thegoldengoldspodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, anyone from anywhere, send us your stories. All right. I've got a friend, Ben, in Australia. Well, was he in Australia? At one point, he was in Australia. So I'm going to send him this app and ask him his thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us what's happening. All right. All right. Until next time, stay Stay spooky. spooky. Ooh. Ooh.